Welcome back to Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. This is the June 23rd edition. My name is Ryan Janke. I'm joined here by Corey Litton. This is Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap at KFGO.com. Corey, we had racing, no NASCAR racing, but racing nonetheless. No, but I, I'm also glad that you were uh, you're uh, saying what day it is when I'm coming in here because I'm at the point of the year where I'm starting to lose what day it actually is. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> right in the it's middle. It's starting, of- starting to be a lot of days in a row, and then uh, yeah, then a, a short break, and then a lot of days in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of days in a row. You got a lot of stuff uh, written out here. We, We've got uh, local racing, mainly local racing. No, um, no NASCAR, uh, no World of Outlaws. No, we got World of Outlaws in here. There was World of Outlaws in here. Yeah, it's towards the end. It. Oh, I gave it its own section and everything. Oh, jeepers! How did am I? I may be missing a page. I well, did. It, I did it completely different than I normally do, though. So that that probably doesn't help. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get after it then. We'll start with where you were. Okay, Friday, June 16th, Red River Valley Speedway in West Fargo, North Dakota. Knight started out with the Sport Mods, and Rich Pavlicek started 20th out of 21 cars and found himself in the lead in only 12 laps. Uh, Pavlicek took the win over Chris Van Mill and Ryan Rested. On to the Legends, where Colin Compson took the lead on lap 14 from Evan Henriksen, and he got the win over Ryan Brasseth and Henriksen. Compson won the previous night at Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon, making it two nights in a row for him in victory lane. In the hobby stocks, Brody Eckert took the lead on lap number one, and he dominated for his third win of the year over Tim Otterness and Andrea Jacobson. In the race saver sprint cars, Brandon Rico led the first lap, but Hollywood Ty Wilkie led the remaining 14 laps to win over Andy Paik and Brandon Rico. Matt Auckland started in fourth, but led every lap on his way to winning the modified feature over Jordan Sowers and Colin Hibden. Then it was the cool cat Calvin Kesselberg winning the stock car kingpin clash over Todd Heinrich and Rob Van Mill. All right. Next up is uh, Friday tonight, Friday, June 23rd, IMCA Sprint Car Series uh, with Sport Mod Meet and Greet at 6.30. And then Wednesday, June 28th, will be the World of Outlaw Late Models. That'll have a 7 o'clock start time. The most powerful late models on the planet. And it's one of of my favorite nights to uh, work because I only have to do half of it. (laughs) Ruben Morales is going to be there, uh, our, our good buddy. He's going to be there calling the races out there for the first time at the Red River Valley Speedway. That'll be fun. All right. Saturday, June 17th, you're at the Viking Speedway, Napa Free Grandstand Night in Alexandria, Minnesota. I got a Chase Elliott hat out of this deal. Really? It was awesome. Um, Yeah, thanks to the people at Napa. And what I liked about it is it's obviously for someone who's a lot bigger than me, who's got a you know a, a lot bigger of a head than me. It made me feel like a kid when I put that hat on because it was I had to I had to tighten it up so much. It was awesome. Uh, just three days after his opening uh, after his opening night ended on his roof, Tanner Bitson led every lap to earn his first win ever in the Midwest Modifieds over Haley Lee and Ron Sauer. Ron Sauer, the ageless wonder there. I think he just turned seventy five and he is running in the top three. Wow. Yeah, it's still winning too. Yeah, uh, this <laughs> he's uh, he's he's still he's still getting after it. And he's one of those guys that comes from the the uh, Wee Town days too. So great to see Ron Sauer always uh, still competitive and and uh, threatening for the win out there, making it happen. Um, then it was, in the street stocks, Davy Cruckton and Colton Brower battled side by side for many laps, and it was an awesome race between the two of them. Uh, but a caution came with six laps to go, and that bunched the field up. And that's where the ripper Ryan Satter took advantage with a slider in turn three to take the lead on a restart. 
I mean, basically, it was on my notes. It actually said Ryan Satter threw him over his shoulder and <laughs> <laughs> and threw a slider, just a just a, a three story slider out there uh, to uh, grab the win over Brower and Dominic Plateau, who ended up getting the getting the uh, third place finish. First time he ever made it in the tech shed out there, I believe. Uh, Nick Hiles, uh, he decided to follow in the footsteps of Tanner Bits and, and go from rolling on week one to leading every lap for his first win over Cole Campson and Jeff Rohner. That was in the short trackers. Then it was uh, Bailey Rosh, who was a, he was a stingy hockey goalie in his high school days. Mm-hmm. He was equally as stingy with laps led. Uh, Rosh shut out the rest of the field for his first super stock win of the year over Carter Rents and Matt Miller. Then it was Danny Beyer and Dusty Bitson who traded the lead twice in the uh, modified feature race, but Beyer was the one that ended up finishing on top over Bitson and Brett Hoyam in the modifieds. All right, next up is Saturday, July the 1st, modified and short tracker special. That's got a 6.30 start time. After that, you were off to Buffalo River Speedway, Minkota Legends Tour in Glendon, Minnesota. That was on Sunday, June the 18th. What happened over there? Well, Chris Seidel made his first appearance of the year and quickly turned that into his first Buffalo River Speedway win of the year over Chad Visser and Caleb Gardner. Going into the Legends feature race, Colin Compson won in Lisbon on Thursday, Fargo on Friday, and Jamestown on Saturday. Compson going was for uh, going for a rare four race sweep, but Evan Henriksen was able to break that sweep over Compson and Ryan Brasseth. All three drivers, by the way, they finished in the order that they started in, but they all passed nine cars to finish into the top three. Huh. And it was, and they did it all in the same line too. Everybody was running the bottom, and those guys just bolted their cars up to the top. All three of them in a row and drove straight to the front by themselves. Sweet, it was awesome because uh, uh, there is a high side if you go up there and use it. If you go to the outside, <laughs> you can hold it. Um, <laughs> uh, in the street stocks, Tucker Peterson held off Trey Hess and Casey Usatis for his second Buffalo River Speedway win of the year. Then Hackensack, Minnesota's Fritz Myers became the second first-time winner in his first time at Buffalo River Speedway, and actually his first time ever at Buffalo River Speedway that I, I've ever known. Actually, he didn't even know when his race was supposed to start. Um, he went up to, uh, there was somebody in the pits, and uh, James Taves is his name, and uh, he, <laughs> uh, he, the guy went up to James Taves and said, so um, when's, our, when's my feature race starting? <laughs> and James Taves, and let me see if I can do an impression of him, he goes, it's starting right now! <laughs> I think it's, it's pretty close. <laughs> I can do a better Taves than that, but usually have to swear. Um, mm. But yeah, he ended up going, getting into his car in time to make it out for the race, and he ended up winning in his first time ever at Buffalo River Speedway, and he won over Brendan Borg and Alan Kent. Uh, the short trackers were next, and Hunter Goulet, he started dead last, and guess how many cars he passed? All of them? All of the cars! <laughs> To win over Cody Crabtree and Weston Clausen. Then is Rich Pavlicek scoring his second win of the weekend in the sport mods over Chris Van Mill and Scott Jacobson. All right, next up for them, Sunday, June the 25th, the Rebel Midwest Mod Tour. That's a 6 o'clock start time. After that, you were off to the Red River Cart Club, Monday, June the 19th. Yep, we had uh, Haley Jacobson. She won her second feature race in a row in the Novice Ones, and it was Lincoln Corinta doing the same in the Rookie Ones. He's won three in the year so far. He's actually undefeated. Uh, Brady Heilman got his second win in the Rookie Twos, and it was Arlen Kenyon winning again in the 206 Blue Blue Class. I believe he's undefeated on the season so far. Uh, Zayden Broughton got his second win of the year in the 206 Black Slide Class. Then Evan Hendrickson started last and passed... All of them? 
all of the carts to win in the adult stock class. What didn't help was Stevenator broke his clutch. So he no, Stevenator. But huh. yeah, Evan, Evan, Evan Henriksen, nice to see him. He climbed into uh, someone else's cart. Actually, Kelly Jacobson normally races it, uh, but Kelly couldn't make it in time, and uh, Evan decided to hop in there and see if he was still a washed-up uh, go-kart racer, and yeah, he, <laughs> he proved that he wasn't. <laughs> Perfect. All right, next up for them is uh, Monday, June 26th, 6.30 start time, and remember, that is free admission for the Kart Club. The future star, or racing's future stars getting their start right at the Red River Kart Club every Monday at 6.30, and it's free. Yes, sir. All right. Ada Nationals, Wednesday, June 21st, Norman County Raceway. That's my favorite, one of my favorite race weeks of the year, uh, getting to spend a couple of days in Ada with uh, everybody and basically all of Norman County showing up for it. Uh, unfortunately, the first night, though, rain caused an early end to the night number one of the Ada Nationals, but not before Matt Auckland dominated every lap of the modified feature for his second win of the year over Jeff Nelson and uh, John Miller. Brody Eckert took the lead from Brad Orvidal with two laps to go to win in the hobby stocks over Orvidal in Tim Church. But again, then the rains came down, causing the 40-lap sport mod special as well as the legends and stock car features to have to be made up at a later date, which will be, uh, I believe, towards the end of July. So, okay. Yeah. Well, they got after it on Thursday, June 22nd, Rebel Midwest Modified Tour NRLA Late Models, uh, the uh, Sprint Cup Series. Uh, the uh, Minnesota Sprint Car Series. Yes, uh, the, the uh, Race Saver Sprint's going to be out, were out there last night. Uh, Justin Jones looked to have the dominant car to start the Rebel Midwest Modified Tour feature, but with six laps remaining, Jaron Wibstead found a different lane and took it to victory lane over Jones and uh, the always entertaining Shane Howell. Um, his interviews are just fantastic, and uh, <laughs> I believe I'm gonna. Uh, he's towards the top of the list of people I need to get a hold of here. But uh, then it was uh, late models where Dustin Strand took the lead early, but rookie Tyler Peterson wrestled that lead away from Strand and led the final 18 laps to win over Shane Edgington and Strand. Uh, then uh, Hollywood Ty Wilkie continued on his dominant path to win the Minnesota Race Saver Sprint Series feature over Andy Pake and Trevor Service. All right, next up for them, Saturday, June the 24th, the Battle of the Businesses Bus Races. That's right. That's <laughs> another one of those awesome races that are that are really fun to ha uh, to to attend. And that's one of them. You got to get there early. Like uh, people line up for that race. Oh, I bet. And they pack the grandstands there out of Ada. It's it's awesome. I bet they do. Yeah. So here I find it now on my notes. World of Outlaws, Friday, June sixteenth, Beaver Dam Raceway in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Well, Hot Sauce Giovanni Selzy led at the green and sliced his way through traffic, leading every lap to win for the first time this year over David Gravel, who gave it a real good. Good, uh, good effort at the end of it. And uh, Brad Sweet, Donnie Schatz finished in the ninth spot. By the way, David Gravel finishing in second, that's an easy one. That's that's going to be a recurring theme throughout this one because they go Saturday, June 17th, to be the Beaver Dam Raceway again. Sheldon Hoddenshield took off in the start on sun Saturday's main event. A lap eight restart would allow David Gravel to take the lead from Hoddenshield. Hoddenshield would repay Gravel with the uh, turn one slider on a lap 14 restart to take the lead. Gravel would rally back with five laps to go, but Hoddenshield would hold off Gravel with the win over and Brad Sweet finishing in the third spot. Donnie Schatz ended up finishing in the 10th position on that one. Which uh, So then we moved on to uh, Wednesday, June 21st, the High Bank Nationals day number one at Houston Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota. If you have the chance to go down there, I highly recommend it. Um, Corey Eliason would lead lap number one, but the caution would come out for debris. 
That allowed Rico Abreu to take the lead on the restart, but then again, the caution would come uh, come out again for uh, Buddy Kofoid, who slowed in turn number three. Abreu would take the lead again, but Ryan Timms would slow on lap number nine, bringing out the yellow again. <laughs> then uh, Ayrton Jenatin would bring out the caution once again on lap 12. On the restart, Matt Jewell, Tim Essenson, and Mark Dobmeyer would be involved in a nasty crash in the back straightaway. That bring out a lengthy red flag for uh, Jewel, who was transported to a local hospital, mm. and I believe he, he, uh, the uh, official diagnosis is of a fractured back. Ouch. So he's going to be—he's missing some time. But th- thankfully, there's from what I've heard, there's no nerve damage or anything else like that. So okay. he should be able to make a make a full recovery. Uh, Rico Abreu would take the lead, uh, take off on the restart, but two laps later, Spencer Basin would slow and the caution would fly yet again. Uh, Kyle Larson would make it up to the top three, but again, the caution would come out for Brad Sweet, who spun to a stop in the back straightaway on lap 20. And by the way, the track is pretty narrow. Um, so the way he was sitting, it, it, everybody did a good job of avoiding uh, hitting uh, Brad Sweet in a very vulnerable position there. Mm. Uh, he was, That was on lap number 20. Uh, Kyle Larson would make it up to second spot on the restart and then take the lead on lap 29 uh, without, with one lap to go. Larson would win with David Gravel finishing in second. And Rico Abreu finishing in the third spot. Donnie Schatz, this is how tough this event is right now. Donnie Schatz wouldn't even make the A main in this one. Wow, so that, that was an incredibly tough event out there. Uh, like the uh, they're paying twenty grand to win every night so far, and I do believe there's a lot, but there's a there's a point fund too out of these four races that are going to be happening for at the High Bank Nationals. So that's why it's it's attracting a lot of the best sprint car drivers in the in the in the country. Yeah, that's some nice scratch there. <laughs> yeah, so, not so, a bad day at work. No, so they also raced uh, Thursday, June the 22nd, High Bank Nationals, day number two. Buddy Colfoyd would get the jump on the start on lap number one and put a gap on the field, but the yellow would come out for Carson Macedo, who spun in turns with number one and two on the seventh lap. He actually ended up putting it. He actually uh, did a wheelie uh, while he was spinning out. Nice. That was pretty impressive. Um, that would put Kofoid's teammate James McFadden up into up into second on the restart. As the track started to widen out, though, McFadden would take the lead from Kofoid in lap number 18. The top lane would become dominant, and the top five were all in striking distance with each other as they cut as they caught up to traffic. But the caution would come out with four laps to go for Kyle Larson spinning off of turn number two. Uh, McFadden would slip up in turns one and two on the last lap, but Gravel would not be able to capitalize. McFadden would score the win over David Gravel and Buddy Kofoid. Again, so that's uh, two uh, teammates right in the top three right there. So that was a, that was a good night for the Roth team. Uh, Donnie Schatz would finish in the 18th position. All right, next up is uh, Friday, June 23rd, Saturday, June 24th, the third and fourth nights of the High Bank Nationals at Hewsett Speedway. What else happened? Well, Friday, June 16th, it was the I-94 EMR Speedway in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Uh, It was Keith Torville winning in the street stocks. Mike Nichols won in the Midwest Modifieds. Rick Schroeder, not the one from Silver Spoons. Um, He won in the Gen X Late Models. Don Shaw, he was the promoter and owner of the track. He won in the Late Models. And uh, Joe Martin won in the Short Trackers. All right, next up for them, Friday, June 23rd, that is tonight as we record this. Uh, NLRA late models, seven o'clock start time. Then they were off to River City Speedway in Grand Forks, North Dakota. 
Well, Tucker Peterson won in the street stocks. Nate Rosaka won in the Midwest Modifieds. Dexter DeVergston, in, he won in the Lightning Sprints. And Dustin Strand won in both the Modifieds and the Late Models. Next up for them, Greater Grand Forks Fair Rebel Midwest Mod Tour. That's a 7 o'clock start time. Saturday, June 17th, Jamestown Speedway had racing going on. The Mama Vetter Hobby Stock Challenge Red River Sprint Series. Well, Jaden, Jaden Michelson won in the Bombers. Then it was Jaron Wibstead who won in the uh, Midwest Modifieds. A.J. Matsky won in the Slingshots. Uh, we already talked about this earlier, but Colin Compson won in the Legends. Uh, Jaden Christ won in the Street Stocks. Cody Peterson got his first Jamestown win in the Modifieds. And I got to see some of the video of that race. That was a pretty impressive race out there. He had to hold off a couple of real tough uh, drivers out there, one of them being the Nightmare Lucas Rodin, for one. But it was, And uh, John Nord. Uh, it was almost a three-wide finish on that one. So great job there by Cody Peterson. And uh, big surprise, Ty Wilkie won in the Red River Sprint Series for the main event. All right, they got some time off. Then Tuesday, July the 4th, the Fireworks Spectacular. That's a 7 o'clock start time. Tuesday, June 21st, the Forks Karting Association in Grand Forks, North Dakota, was running around. Yeah, and then, uh, actually, I believe that was Wednesday, but uh, I, I typed this up at about 5 o'clock in the morning. So. Oh, okay. All right, so <laughs> Forks Karting Association, yeah, that's right. Uh, Maverick Omdahl, he won in the Novice Rookies. Duncan Rethmeyer won in the Rookie Gas Class. Uh, Owen Broden won in Junior Ones. Ryder Blasky, which I like to announce his name as like Bill Brasky, but uh, <laughs> I don't think a lot of those kids get that joke. Probably not. <laughs> he won in the, Ryder Blasky won in the Rookie Twos. Uh, Ryan Thorvalson won in Senior Medium. Eric Thompson won in the Masters. Micah Gander won in Junior 1 Yamaha. Ian Fitzsimmons won in Junior 2 Yamaha. Owen Broden doubled up on the night in the Junior 1 wing class. And Cash Smaltz in the uh, Junior 2 winged. All right, next up for them, Wednesday, June the 28th, Mid-Season Track Championship. I, Except- hate, I hate having to say that already. It just yeah. seems like we we just well, got into this. Tonight will be, I think, my 30th race if I can get one in, you know, weather-wise, yeah. but... Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. We're almost, uh, we're yeah, we're getting close to the Fourth of July midseason track championship. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a sad deal. I know. Uh, I think as of today, or maybe it was yesterday, the days are getting shorter already. Well, it's there's gross. still 24 hours. Yeah, that's true. Daylight is getting Day- daylight. Sure, which I got gotcha. which is okay because I sleep during the day anyways. <laughs> All right, the midseason <laughs> track championship. That's the seven o'clock start time Thursday, June the twenty second. They raced at Cheyenne Speedway down in Lisbon. Well, Jaden Michelson won in the hobby stocks. That seems to be another recurring theme, as he seems to be doing pretty well out there in the uh, that uh, that area. Then uh, Ryan Brasseth, he won in the Legends. Big time Johnny Carter won in the street stocks. Joey Thomas won in the Modifieds. And Mason Bogart won in the mini stocks. All right, next up for them, Thursday, June 29th, the 50th anniversary street stock tour with fireworks. That's a 7 o'clock start time. And they're bringing back a special guest announcer. Oh, really? Uh, apparently their uh, main guy, Scott Carblum, couldn't hack it. Uh-huh. Um, so he's he's uh, <laughs> taking a night off, and I'm going to replace him for, oh, for that one. So sweet. Yeah. That'll be nice. All right. Then down into German-Russian country, <laughs> Tri-County Speedway in Wishick, North Dakota. I had to I had to throw your hometown in on this one. Yeah, because, I appreciate I mean, that. Yeah, I, I got to support your, your, uh, your, your heritage also here. Uh, Jeremy Hare won in the Hobby Stocks. Preston Martin won in the Legends. Hunter Damagala won in the uh, Street Stocks. 
and Dawson Zabel ended up getting the win in the Midwest Modifieds. All right, they got a little time off, and then Thursday, July 6th, they will take off at 7.30. Unintentional rollover contest. (laughs) All right, this was actually kind of funny because it was one of those where I didn't expect it to happen at all. Uh, (laughs) But uh, on Saturday, June 17th, Joey Krause got out to a great jump. He probably had a good 100 feet on on the rest of the field in his heat race. Uh, in the short tracker heats. And then all of a sudden, that car overcorrected and launched off a of turn one at Viking Speedway. Sweet. Now, this is a half-mile racetrack with really long straightaways. And the banking is super high. So when I said three-story, uh, Ryan Satter threw a three-story slider earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not lying. That's mm-hmm. probably that high. <laughs> well, Joey Krause launched off of uh, turn number one. And when his car re-entered orbit... <laughs> It bounced, tipped on its side for a score of one point, putting him in a three-way tie for fifth. Man, all that for one point? I know. It, it was, that was the weirdest part about the whole thing is it just kind of tipped on its side. <laughs> wow. <laughs> After bouncing really hard out there. I mean, it, I saw it bounce come back up, and I'm like, oh, no, that's not good. Crazy. But then he landed, and yeah, it just kind of tipped over on its side. Yeah. Wow. So uh, one other thing happening, uh, the Ally 400 NASCAR uh, Cup Series race, that will be Sunday, June 25th, 6 o'clock advertised start time at Nashville Speedway. That is on NBC. I wonder if they've checked the lights at that place. I mean, they hardly ever use the Nashville Super Speedway. I don't know. Do they have a Walmart there they can get some bulbs in case they got issues? I'm sure they do. Yeah, uh, they probably will. They'll get it figured out. Well, I mean, eventually they're going to be tearing that place down anyway so that they can get the Nashville Fairground Speedway back going, which I think oh, would be fantastic. Sure. Yeah. So, yep, there it is. Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts and at kfgo.com. Also a reminder, every Friday morning, 640, Corey Litton will be with the KFGO morning crew, Dan and Doug, uh, 640, That is on 790 and 104.7 KFGO. So for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.